paint the fucking world. 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 Welcome to Paint the Fucking World, a podcast for artists by artists. My name is Visual Salt, and joined with me, as always, is Nolan, and we are here with Colt Creep. How are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm really tired. I had an event, um, but aside from that, I'm, I was like, I'm running on pure adrenaline right now. <laughs> <laughs> right on. How did uh, your event go today? Uh, it was really good. We sold a lot of uh, paintings, which usually, like most events, it's like shirts, stickers, patches. So I got a couple of my like personal paintings out that I usually have up in the house. So sold nice. those. My husband's doing wood burning, so we actually sold a a shiny axe today. So that was pretty dope. I think I saw that on Instagram. That turned out really cool. Yeah, we're gonna right start on. soon too. Right on. Now, was this uh, the punk rock flea market, or was this something else? Uh, so this one was uh, at Terror Trader. It's like a all year round horror shop. So they have like props and like local artists and stuff ending there. Oh, right on. Sounds like a lot of fun. Right up uh, my alley as well. Oh yeah, they even had a, a Stay Puff dude walking around. It was really awesome. <laughs> No shit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. My son is a, I don't know where his infatuation for uh, Ghostbusters has arisen lately, but uh, well, it may be because I made him a proton pack for Halloween this year and he <laughs> is all about it. And all we watch is Ghostbusters videos on YouTube and it's starting to drive me fucking crazy. <laughs> so, uh, but you, you live in uh, Arizona, right? Yes, I do. I'm now, just, California, but I moved over there. Okay. A couple years. Okay, so you, you've just been there a couple of years then. Yeah. Right on. Um, well, that that just axes out my next question. Um, now, and like I said, you do live there with your husband, and I believe you have two huskies. Yeah. That you so uh, live there with. Two huskies and two cats now. Oh, I think last time we talked, you only had one cat, the office manager. Yeah, I, uh, oh, yeah. I picked up a cat on vacation. It uh, wandered into my life and said, uh, can I come home? And I was like, sure. I'm oh, a so you're, cat now. you got a soft spot for animals then. Yeah. I was like, so, yeah. <laughs> tend to rescue animals. <laughs> yeah. I We have uh, our dog, Lucifer, as you know, and uh, he is an asshole. And drives me crazy. Uh, a three-year-old and uh, a dog that's not even a year old it was not a good combination. So it's a husky, right? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. That's like getting another toddler. It's worse. <laughs> it's worse because this one has a, a, a teeth, like sharp teeth, and he likes to bite. He's very nibbly. Um, so. Uh, like we touched on a minute ago, your husband's another creative. I, I think yes. that he does sculpture and stuff like that. Uh, what's it like uh, living with another creative? Um, um. It's really fun because, uh, one, he gives me a lot of, like, the ideas that I put out that, like, he can't. He'll be like, dude, you should do this. So I, we really bounce off of each other. And then same thing, he's in that point where he wasn't super creative and then started becoming creative. So he's constantly like, Hey, can you teach me how to do this? 
So it's really fun because I, I always get to like get him involved in new things. Nice. Nice. I believe you, you use him as your model when you're uh, photographing your t-shirts and stuff. Is that correct? Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't I was like, <laughs> I like to model my own shirts. I don't know. Body image issues. I don't know what it is. So I, I hate doing it for myself. So I was like, here, go put mm. this shirt on. Now go change. You put this shirt on and he'll, you know, he's, he's cool with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, do you guys ever collaborate on pieces together and things like that, or? Oh yeah, I was like, usually he'll he'll kind of kind of come up to me and be like, "Hey, um, can I get like something like this?" And I'm like, "Uh, sure." So I recently, like, I don't have it listed on my site or anything. I just made it for him. But uh, he wanted a cotton candy um, from Killer Cons from Outer Space shirt. So I actually uh -huh. made him one oh, with cool. like, a logo because he goes by Skulk Creep instead of Colt. Yeah, Creep. right. Um, so I made him a little, like, one of his own logos so he can uh, have his own shirts. That's awesome. Um, so I, I remember you telling me you have a full-time job as well. Yeah. And and you seem like you're you're constantly working and on your artwork and vending and things like that. And I, is it hard finding time for just everyday life? Or, I mean, how much sleep do you actually get? On a day-to-day -day basis um on a daily basis at this point lately it's been like five to six hours if i'm lucky i was like when it comes down to events i get about three hours because I, oh, I know that too well like the nights before all just working on things and this month i have basically every sunday is an event um it's really hard to manage sometimes <laughs> I was like, I don't yeah. get to, you know, the usual, like, chores around the house or cleaning or cooking. Like, it sucks. Got to eat out, like, most of the time because I'm, I am a cook myself, but I just don't have time to do it. It takes, you know, hours to make a, the dish that I want or to go shopping and stuff. So it can be a lot of, uh, a lot of eating out and a lot of, uh, just sit, sitting on the couch trying to come up with new designs and stuff, keep myself entertained. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I know, like, for me, like, my wife works full-time, and I'm a full-time dad, and then I work in the evenings when she gets home, and I just feel like I'm burning the candle at the bo at both ends so much, because I gotta work late in the night to actually get stuff done, so uh, I know how that goes, and I get grumpy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was really grumpy, like, all day today. I was like, I'm sorry if I'm just not here for it with a... Like, because my husband and me were both vending together. So I was like, I'm sorry if you just have to, like, handle customers right now. I was like, I'm just going to sit here and just. <laughs> I was like, I haven't eaten yet. And so I made him go get me crab rangoons, like, halfway through the halfway through the event. I was like, go get me some crab rangoons from next door. Like, I, I need a pep up after that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Food and sleep are kind of uh, keys to my happiness. If, yeah. I, if my belly's full and I get a good night's sleep, I'm usually good to go. But uh, neither one of those things have been happening lately, so I have been a grumpy asshole a lot. Um, <laughs> I feel yeah. I uh, so I like I normally can run with uh, four or so hours of sleep. Lately, I've been actually doing pretty good, but I I feel that hard. I think for most of us, it's that it's sleep and food. If we can yeah. have one, we could probably do a little bit less without the other. Uh, but when we have both, it's like choice for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Balance. So uh, we did just have a question come in that asked, how did you come up with your guys' names for your? 
Um, so I actually used to go by like three different names. Um, so like I, I used to bounce around with just nicknames I got from like, um, like in high school and stuff like that. So like I used to go by like Baby Cakes and then Mommy's Little Monster. And I never really stuck with any of them. And mm -hmm. then I started making more art. And I decided to change my name to Cult Creek because I do a lot of like cult classics, pop culture stuff. So I thought it was kind of like fitting with like, you know, culty things. And everything I do is like horse based. So I went with Creep because I'm a creep. Makes sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's hard finding a name that uh, like really fits who you are. Like I know like when I was coming up with Visual Assault, it took me a long time to actually come up with something that I liked, that I, I felt embodied what I was doing. And uh, so, but once I found it, you know, I've had, I've stuck with that for like, what, 12 years now. So, Damn. yeah, but um, I yeah, feel like the stigma between finding names too for things, especially, I don't know if it's just me or like with bands or like creatives with businesses, I feel like it always has to have a meaning. So yeah. we, we strive yeah. for finding like, a meaning behind the name instead of just creating a name. It's like who? Yeah. Nobody's gonna care about the name if your shit's good, you know. So we put, but we put so much thought into it. But yeah, yeah I agree, man. I like it took me forever to find uh, a name to work off of, and then I've I've been changing it, but I feel like I finally solidified it. So starting with like Null Designs, and then I went to Disastrous Nolan, and then it just I dropped the Disastrous and went to Nolan. But um, I actually lost the meaning first before I decided, you know what, this is the, my, the, the name doesn't mean shit. It's yeah. what I'm going to do with it. You know what I mean? So like when people see the name because of what I'm trying to do, that's what I want them to associate it with. But yeah, it's fucking it's so hard to find. It's so hard to do a name. Definitely. That I'm pretty sure someone's trying to take my name right now. Like what? When I when I went in and was like I'm gonna do cold creep, there was one Instagram page where like they didn't have anything on it and like they just had the name and I was like okay whatever, like that's fine like they were inactive like they never even post, mm -hmm. and then like I googled it searched like everywhere else no one had that name so I was like cool I'm going with it and then recently, I went and searched it again I found somebody that was like cult creepy or something and like there was something else that was like close to it where I was like. That's basically my name, but <laughs> I was like, I'm going to outshine you. So like, I'm sorry when something searches cult creep, they're going to find me first. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I did some search around before I like solidified on visual assaults as well. Um, I mean, it's visual assault studios. So I think if you Google visual assault, you might come up with something else, but visual assault studios, if you Google that, uh, that's, it's just me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I had I did my due diligence to make sure nobody had that because I'm like I don't, I don't want to be conflicting with any other artists here. Right. Exactly, and that's that's what I was striving for. But now I got a little competition with the name. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got this. Um, so I want to get into a little bit about your art and so like the history of of uh, your artistic career and things like that. And the question I ask all artists is, when in your life did you really start taking your artwork seriously? So, I was like, where do you want me to begin? <laughs> you can um, begin as early or as late as you'd like. Um, 
you know, it's it's an open question. You can and and the floor is yours. You talk as long as you want. Um. So as far as like how far back I can remember art, um. Yeah, I remember like being like a little kid and like I would always cut up little pieces of paper and like I would take them everywhere with me and I draw little things and like just be like, hey, look, at I drew a book like and I I just always found like art interesting. And mm -hmm. then as I was growing up, I have like all older siblings. So they're like five to like eight years older than me. So I watched them like basically like, you know, go through school and college and stuff. And my sister is always doing like art. Um, Cause she wanted to be like a fashion designer. So she did a lot of like community college, like, um, like art courses and stuff. So every time I seen her do something, I was like, wow, I want to do that. That looks cool. That looks cool. And then finally, when I got into high school, I started like making like a lot more art. Like I have a whole bin back here of like canvases or like sketches and stuff. And probably about my senior year of high school, um, I started getting picked up by, uh, like the art teachers. They were, submitting me in like competitions and stuff that like I didn't even know about nice. <laughs> like one of my our teachers was like hey you know that because uh, I did like a piece on like Kat Von D and uh, Beethoven where like I did like half their faces because um, she's like Being super into all that and I was like really into Kat Von D in high school because Ali Inc and all that yeah um, and he was like oh like you won like first prize like for this like piece and I was like I didn't what <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like realize like how much potential I had, I guess. Um, and I ended up winning like art student of the year. So like my senior year, I was nice. winning like art student. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, so like, I felt like, you know, a little more people like believed in my art, I guess. So I thought it was really cool. Um, but I moved out at 18. So I basically couldn't do like anything. <laughs> I was like, I worked two jobs and like, basically just struggled a lot. So I stopped doing art altogether, um, which really sucked. <laughs> um, but basically like the, from about like 2014 up, I started actually like, getting back into it. And it was more like a, like a side project. Like I was always like working, working. Um, Cause I worked at restaurants and stuff. So I was always working like, long hours like from like 5 a.m to like 3 and then i come home and sleep wake up cook dinner and then go back to sleep and work again mm -hmm. um so then when i moved out to arizona i got a job working in um like an office job and i'd sit there and i'd doodle all the time and then i'd start getting people coming by my desk and they'd be like wow that's cool can you make me something so then i started taking on like basically just commissions from random people and it just started taking off and more and more. And then basically once the pandemic hit, my office was like, everybody go home. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Uh, we had just bought in a house and I had a whole room like that I dedicated to being an art studio. Nice. And then I jumped on TikTok and everything started taking off and people started liking, you know, my videos of like screen printing or painting. And then I basically just was like, okay, I'm going to make a website. And I was like, now I'm part of like an awesome community. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I think uh, the pandemic um, and, and TikTok in general changed a lot of perspectives for people. I know it did for me. Like I, I, I had no intentions of, 
I, when I joined TikTok, I hadn't done art in two years. And when I joined yeah. on, I was, my friend was going, Hey, you got to get on this app. You got to get on this. She goes, just get on it so you can like my posts. You know, <laughs> it's all about the algorithm. And I was like, what the right? fuck? Is this? I don't care. So I got on <laughs> and I really was like, not really into it. And then I was like, okay, I'm kind of scrolling around. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, there's artists on here. And I started finding more and more and more artists, and I got super inspired. I think I I found you within probably the first two or three weeks of being on TikTok, oh, in yeah. like 2020, like July of 2020. Yeah, I don't know when I you joined, but just a few months too. Yeah. So, and then I started doing artwork again, and it just kind of shaped the, the entire, you know, scope of my life at that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, I quit my job. Four months after joining TikTok, I quit my job to do art full time. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking crazy. That is. But, you know, here I am. I'm interviewing these amazing artists and I get to do these amazing things. So I have no regrets at all. But, yeah, it, it's it's definitely changed the scope for a lot of people. Um, and, and being in lockdown, you, you kind of you can take it take it one a couple ways. You can go fucking crazy or you can actually dedicate yourself to something. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, totally. Like the and it's the same thing with me, man. Um, if it wasn't for the as messed up as it might sound, if it wasn't for the lockdown and the whole pandemic thing, uh, I probably would still be doing what I'm doing. Um, well, without the extra shit, because like uh, I didn't actually start focusing 100% on my art until you know I got stuck in not being able to do anything. And my sister was the one that actually talked me into going in a TikTok because she was like. Showing me all these things, I was like, "No, no, that's a stupid app. I don't want to get, you know, social social media sucks. I don't want to be part of that." And she's like, "Well, there's there's artists. Look." And she showed me, and I was like, "Huh, <laughs> kind of cool." And that was around the time that I was like designing stuff for my for local. So yeah. I was like, "Well, this could probably be another way that I could advertise." So I was like, eh. "So I made a TikTok, and um, I started finding people and." It was like insane, and for the longest time, there was a couple. Um, there was a couple people I, I, you know, I met like Mia and stuff like that, and then that I was part of that community. But for a while, and I'm trying to remember who exactly it was. They were trying to get in, me and Tyler in contact with each other. They and, and I remember that specifically because they were like, "You guys have like similar art styles, and you guys would like totally like each other's stuff," and blah blah blah. And I was like, "Who is it? What are you talking?" And then finally, like we get. They're like, I was like, oh, this dude, I've seen your stuff. Your stuff is like fucking cool. So we got, I got this like 25,000 follower, whatever it was at the time, to my meek little, like, barely able to go live. But yeah. it was just, just seeing how, like, like Tyler just said, going from um, not taking the, the app seriously to, to now doing a podcast and just joining these awesome, awesome communities and, talking to all these artists and uh and it's just growing and evolving from there i would have never saw myself doing that at all like it's just 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 fucking crazy no i mean honestly i was literally like as soon as like we left the event earlier i was like telling my husband i was like did you see like this is where we're gonna be in a year like a year ago like did you think we'd be doing like this and like actually like enjoying ourselves like and like selling our art like it's crazy yeah, I, honestly, like I, 
if you'd asked me three years ago if I would have ever been doing this, and I'd been like, no, I'm going to retire from the job I have. And pandemic hit. I worked in the travel industry, and well, nobody was traveling, so the bottom kind of fell out of that. And you know, you, you out of desperation comes innovation, and you you just kind of you do what you can to survive. And you know, here I am, and I'm like, I've never been happier. I get to invest all this time into myself. Um, so it's really as shitty as this might sound, but the pandemic has really been a positive thing for me. Um, you, you know, you can take a negative thing, you know, and, and it, it's been a, a horrible thing that's happened. But if you take that and, and you try to just spend some positivity in your own life with it, you know, um, it's been great for me. And I'm a fucking recluse as it is. I don't like to go yeah. out. Yeah. socialize people i do but i'm like i do when i go to vending events that's that's when i like to socialize because i can sell the shit out of my artwork <laughs> but coming back to social media for a minute now you post quite a bit on on tiktok i try to yeah um do you follow like a schedule at all um no i don't it's always been kind of random um before i was trying to post every single day but then it kind of got a little discouraging with like the way the algorithms have kind of been like some videos were like oh, taking off crazy and then some videos it's like two views and I'm like what did what did I do <laughs> <laughs> but I like this year I'm trying to work on getting a lot more stuff edited and like put out there because last year I did a lot of recording but I just never edited anything I never posted like anything so I have like a lot of videos from like in the making of like different paintings or different uh, like how to's and like stuff like that. So like all the ghost hunting videos, my computer's yeah. like completely like filled up and I haven't done any editing. So I'm hoping this year I'm going to be a little bit better about like making a schedule to start posting. But so far this month has just already hit me like a brick wall and said, we're busy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's good to be busy. It sounds like you're busy out there making money with vending and things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, and I saw you were live earlier at the vending event. I popped in for a hot minute, um, which is cool. I mean, that's just another way for you to get out there. And even if you're not, you know, necessarily interacting with anybody who's coming in, but you're yeah. live and being present. Um, yeah. I, I always find it interesting how people approach their social media accounts like i used to try to post two to three times a day and i would do it you know breakfast lunch and dinner type thing yeah and now i'm just kind of the point where i'm like i don't even fucking care anymore i'm just like i'll post whenever <laughs> i want to yeah. um, you know with the the pcfw art collective that i just started um that 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 tiktok i'm controlling all of that trying to get Marco to help me, but he kind of gave me the big middle finger on that one. He was like, fuck you, I'm too busy. What? But, but uh, <laughs> I never <did> I'm <laughs> trying, I'm trying to be more diligent about posting yeah. in the mornings for that. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to be working so far. Like I've, I've had a lot of interaction. Like I'm getting more traction with 500 people following me on there than I am with almost 25,000 people with my videos. And I'm like, how the fuck does this work? It just, it, it, I don't get it. And you I know don't what? Get it. The videos that I post that like I don't think are gonna go anywhere are the ones that go somewhere. 
Like, I don't know if you've been on my profile, but like, I have a video that's like 280,000 views, and it's all because I was making a reference to uh, the movie Hot Chick. The you put your weed in there. <laughs> and that's what, that's what I was known for right now. So it's just been blowing up over that. And I was like, guys, I make art and other things if you guys want to check it out. <laughs> but oh, everything going on about the 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 little Jesus uh uh crucifix that I have. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm sorry, I had to make the joke. <laughs> you know, I I have I've kept my content all art for the most part. Yeah. And I don't know if that has helped or hindered my page. Because uh, the the reason I got a lot of followers was not because of one of my videos. It was because yeah. somebody opened up one of my package, like one of my pieces of artwork. And that one went viral. It wasn't oh, wow. me. So, I mean, that, that video has like almost 25 million views. Oh, wow. Damn. So... I'll tell you about the story sometime. It's kind of a, it's a sad, sad story. Um, but at, at any rate, like it wasn't because one of my, I, the most views I've ever gotten on a video was like 33,000. So it's, I have, I've hadn't, I haven't had anything that's like necessarily went viral per se. Yeah. So uh, it's just, it's interesting how I know some artists are like, Oh yeah, I just made this goofy video on a whim and it, took off and now i have all these people that aren't necessarily interested in my art yeah is that a good thing or is that a bad thing i i you know the the people that you know they interact with that video and then you're you're putting out art content they're not necessarily interested in that so they're not interacting that could hurt your your yeah. algorithm i i i don't know no definitely I, I, but uh yeah i i have no clue yeah, I used to follow the algorithm a lot, uh, like, earlier last year, and I was trying to post. There's so many different things. At one point, it was actually pretty solid, and you could do those things. And on my original account, I was I was growing pretty steadily because of that. Yeah. And then it got banned, but that's a whole stupid story. But um, I tried to do the same thing when I had the new account, and um, it the algorithm changes so much that... At, uh, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm like, yeah, I don't even, I'm not even going to look into it anymore. Cause as soon as you learn the stupid things, it fucking changes again. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's like every, every two weeks it changes. So I don't keep up with yeah. it and I post whatever the fuck I want. Um, we yeah. did have a good question though, is, is how many vending events do you sell at? And, and how, how did you decide to start selling and vending? Um, so, so far I've been working two events, uh, which is the punk rock flea market um that they do in at the yucca tap room in tempe and then um i just started doing the terror trader events uh which is in chandler arizona and that one's like a little like halloween horror shop kind of thing um and then i actually have another event called art lawn um and that one i i found by association with a local artist that i found at the punk rock flea market nice um, but I, I mainly started vending because I got invited to to vend for the punk rock flea market. They were like, hey, like, you make stuff all the time. Like, you want to come do it? And I was like, sure. Like, don't test me with a good time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, I, so that was my first event. And that was, I want to say October. And since okay. then, we had just been doing that same one. And then um, Terror Trader had let us know that they were going to do one. And they had invited us to come. 
So it's kind of been just by association with people that I know, like uh, the people that uh, do punk rock flea market work at the donut shop I always go to. And I always make them like different art. Like that's the one I made the Ninja Turtle for with a little. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was like, I always take them stuff. So the guy that works there, he he had asked me about it. Um, but that's basically how I got into events, because at first I was looking at events and every time I would try to like sign up for it, I got discouraged um, oh. with the questionnaires or everything where it's like yeah. that or vendor fees. And I'm just like, am I even going to make enough money to even pay to be in this event? Because some of them can get pricey, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah that uh, I know somebody who vends a lot and you know sometimes even if she makes like eighteen hundred dollars over the course of the weekend yeah you know she's maybe only made about half of that after the vendor fee so right which is crazy to me I'm like it's it's a gamble it's a risk and it could pay off big yeah but you might fall flat on your face so right. definitely yeah. I know I feel that and. Uh, you know, very much in that vein of the the term of a starving artist here. Uh, I think uh, we all can attest to that. But it sounds like you got some pretty good gigs there with the, the punk rock flea market and, and the terror terror trades. Is that what's called? Yeah, it's called Terror Trader. It's it's really awesome there. I'm I'm actually trying to get a spot to vend inside of there because they have like oh, a, okay. basically it's like they have a bunch of oddities and like props and all that. And then they have like vendors all over with, you know, their different art or like, um, oh, awesome. know, like for yeah, that's not awesome. God, I feel like Marco and I need to be in, uh, in Arizona. That seems I was literally to about to say that. I was literally yeah, about to say that. Like, we need to move to Arizona. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like my, 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 my hollow zines would probably uh, do really well there. Oh yeah. They would kind of getting tired of Alaska. You know, I might, I might, that's actually one of the places that um, are you, uh, are you than people. Are you getting cold feet? Am I getting cold <laughs> ah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that was a pathetic dad joke. Uh, it, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, can you tell I'm a dad? Um, <laughs> let's move on a little bit here. Uh, I know you do mainly traditional work and you do screen printing and things like that, but you've already also started recently doing some digital work. I've noticed, like yeah. with your stickers and stuff. Do you have a preference on what medium that you like to work in? Like, um, I don't know. I was like, I've I've always jumped around. I definitely enjoy painting more. I feel like it takes more of the what's the word. I, I guess like it's like the art therapy, you know, like actually like painting. Like, yeah. I like are into it. Digital art makes me a little mad. <laughs> I was like, I don't have a steady hand, um, so the way it catches my Apple pencil tends to be wonky, and I'll I'll sit there trying to do the same line like ten times, so it can be a little frustrating. So digital is definitely my less favorite, but I feel like I get to do a lot with it. I have a, a cold creep sticker right here on my water bottle. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I've tried to decorate it with as much stickers as possible because I like stickers. Um, yeah, same. I think I got your sticker on my laptop. I got a couple of your stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, most artists evolve over time, and it seems like you've been kind of doing the same like vein of like aesthetic with your artwork, like with that horror Halloween type stuff. Which yeah. I absolutely love. That's why I like when I when I found you. I was like, oh, this is, this is this is my people right here. 
Um, but how how would you say your art has changed over time? Um, I was like, it really like hasn't changed too much. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm seeing things a little bit more different. Like before, I feel like I was using a lot more references mm -hmm. and like having to kind of like I don't know, like I. <laughs> I was like, I have a lot of pains from when I'm when I was younger, and like they're really basic, I guess, in like the sense of like I didn't know how to put together what I was thinking. I would just put like like I'd use a lot of like words and stuff like in the paintings rather than like visual. So I feel like sure. I've evolved visually. Like I can capture more of what I want, and like I play with it a lot more. Because before I used to be like, well, if it's not good the first time around, then I should just stop doing it. So I don't have like that mm. attitude anymore. I'm more like. No, just okay. keep doing it and do it more times. And then once you like it, then like, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, no, I agree with you. Like there, there's times where I'm like, I try to put out what I, I'm, I have in my head when I was younger and it was just so hard for me to like translate that and I would get frustrated. And so I, I totally feel that. Yeah. Same. Um, speaking of punk rock, um, you know, along those the lines of music, uh, does music play a big influence in like, you know, your how you create as an artist? Definitely does. Um, music's I was like, music's like my lifeline. Like, I've I've always been like a big music head. Um, but like, especially like lately, like I've been doing a lot more stuff where like I get inspired like a bit by a band, like, and I make like a painting and stuff, and then like. I have that tendency to be like, okay, now I need to give them the painting or things like that. So um, I don't know if you guys listen to Horror Pops. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I had made a painting like two years ago, like at the very beginning of the pandemic before everything shut down. Like that was the first show, or the, sorry, the last show I went to. And I had made a painting like a week before and I tried to take it there and like give it to them, but I missed them by like an inch. And I held on to that painting for two years and I finally hun hunted them down and I got to meet Patricia and give her the painting. And like just seeing her eyes light up like by like a painting that one is inspired by like her band and like stuff like it was just insane. Like, I don't know, like I especially like people who inspire me like and I make something for them like it's crazy like to actually bring it to them and then be like, what the hell this is for me? Like you made this. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, music plays a big role in it and like same thing like there's a lot of bands that like i get really into because like not only like do they make music but they make art so like yeah uh, the band group yeah. love uh, i've been like really into them the last couple of years but like i just like love um the couple they're like the the lead singers and they always make art and like their art just inspires me more and like their music just all intertwines with it and i actually got to go to um you guys heard of meow wolf yeah yeah so i saw I, that video so i actually got to go to meow wolf and see them play there and like that whole weekend just inspired me so much that like i just came home and started painting and started making more stuff and it's just like a certain energy i get from from music itself i don't know if that makes sense so, so like um the cool part about me making those pre uh interview videos yeah. is I get to go through a whole lot of videos on your guys' TikToks, right, to pick and choose what I want. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the videos that I saw very, uh, that I thought was really, really cool was that story you told about uh, that shirt you had from The Sounds. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I thought that was super, super awesome. And that's just something that you can hold on to and shit. And the yeah. fact that the, the shirt itself was like, you know, it was very well toured. Yeah, you know, like, like you it, it's one of those panties. The holes and like how many times I had to repair it. And I was like, I had to finally just put it in a case because I wore that shirt from like when I was like 13 up until <laughs> like just a couple of years ago. And it's definitely and... spent a lot. So you gotta tell them. You gotta tell them what what happened before you put it in the case. I was like, so I was at the show and I was wearing the shirt and I I was like, I, luckily I had a tank top under, but I took the shirt off at the show and I chucked it on stage like at the singer and she caught it and she just like rubbed it all over herself and <laughs> I was like already just like, oh my god, she's holding my shirt like one of my like greatest idols and like she threw it back and like she made sure like and like all the girls that were like around me all made sure like when it got thrown like they handed it back to me and i was just like oh my god like oh, not only did i throw it at you but you gave it back to me like right i i at that point i couldn't i couldn't wash it i couldn't wear it no more it had to be framed so you captured her dna at that point <laughs> right. yeah you can clone her <laughs> oh my god. You can so, own her. That's a whole nother art venture that I don't know if I'm ready for Marco. Right, right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's like um, to, I mean that's always been my getaway. Like even like when I was in high school and stuff, like that was the number one thing. Like my parents were really strict, so like it was hard to go out. But if I found the right concert, I can convince my older sibling to take me. Oh, nice. Okay. Ever since I was younger, like, concerts have always been, like, the one thing that I'm, like, I can get away and just feel, like, free. So I've, I've been to so many shows, I don't even know how to count them anymore. That's fucking... I, uh, when I first went to college, before I had kind of found my love for painting, um, my main focus was photography. Oh, hell yeah. So... I did a, I was a band photographer for a lot of years. I, I, I don't even know how many shows I've been to. I could never had to pay for anything. I always got in and I was always up front. And if it was a bigger show, I was between the crowd and the stage. And uh, so I've got to go, like, go to a lot of amazing shows and take a lot of amazing photos. Um, but, you know, it's just not my passion anymore. I love to paint and it's really where my, my yeah. I don't know, it's where my love is. So, but yeah, I used to go to like the pirate punk shows that were in a basement where when somebody was crowd surfing, they were literally pressed up against the ceiling in the basement. <laughs> I, and, and it was so like there's so many people down there and it's so yeah. sweaty that people are falling on the ground and, uh, you know, there's no stage. The band is right there. Um, and yeah, I, I love those those crazy shows. As a photographer, I got my ass kicked a lot because I was sitting there watching yeah. the band take the shots, and I was getting just beat up from the back. But everybody was super respectful of me, and if they hit me really hard, they're like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry," you know. But uh, I love. I used to love going to watch bands. Like, I think the last band I got to watch was before my son was born, and we went and watched the Coat Hangers. Uh, and if you don't know who the coat hangers are, you really should. It's a three-piece all-female band, and they are fucking amazing. Uh, very awesome. three-piece punk female band. Very bikini kill vibes out of them. So yeah, I was about to say bikini kill. Yeah, yeah. And so, I'm so jealous, man. Alaska doesn't have any of that. 
The last show I went to here, all right. The last show I went to was at a little bar, and the the band name was The Void, just The Void. They didn't sound bad. I'm not. I'm not talking bad, or I'm not talking. Would you say that Nolan Nolan watched The Void? Yeah, pretty much, man. Although they're trying to like creepily take pictures, so I could send it over to Jonathan because we actually had a punk band when I was in high school that we were gonna name Null and Void. Oh, that's okay. actually where my name comes from. But anyways, long story. And so I was like, oh, I got to go check out this band. They got like half of my name. What the hell? Let's go see what they're about. But now and, and it was OK. But other than that, man, all we have here is like country and like backwood type of music, which, again, I have I have nothing against, you know, by, by all means, got good shit. I have no punk here, man. I have yeah, no rebellion. None of that, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I grew up right outside of LA, so like I was used to always having a punk scene. And when I moved to Arizona, I had to like search for them. I was like, "Where are you guys at? Like, where is everybody?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, what band would you say that really was a, a an elevating experience that you've watched in your life, like that kind of just, uh, it was a transcendent experience. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to, I mean, I know I just mentioned group love, but group love was amazing. I was like, that could have been the mindset I was in, but it was amazing. And I had to deal with also the venue, but otherwise the addicts, you ever seen the addicts play? Oh my God. Never live, but I know the addicts. Yeah. I was like live. They're amazing. I've, probably see them like 12 times like every time they're in my city like i have to see them play like it they're probably like the second concert i ever went to and it's so like interactive where like there's confetti and cards and like beach balls and everything like flying around and like it's just a small (laughs) venue and everybody's just in syncly getting down to like all the music and it's just that's definitely one of the the bands that i'm always like if you haven't seen them see them like that's because that. they've been around a long time. Yeah, they oh, have. I mean, uh, I was like, Monkey's pretty like up there. He's uh, I was say he's they're, they're, old, but he still sings just as amazing. <laughs> I mean, there, I, I believe that was like late seventies, early eighties punk band. So <laughs> yeah, like, you got to watch uh, TSOL. TSOL, yeah. Uh, a few years back, I went and I photographed them. Which was pretty cool, and they were live with um, uh, "Left Alone," which is amazing. They they were very transcendent for me when I watched them because I'd never heard of them, and I was like, "How the fuck have I never heard of them?" They're on a Hellcat Records. I'm a huge Rancid <laughs> fan. I was like, "I it was they they blew my mind." Um, but yeah, that. I love music. It's very much uh, a part of what I do. That's like when I, 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 when people ask me to paint live, it's hard for me to want to do that because for me, like it's a personal experience and my music choices and I like to keep it loud and I like to really get lost in what I'm doing and sing and dance around in my studio. And it's like, I, I tried doing it on TikTok a couple of times. I paint live and it just wasn't really for me. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, uh, you know, the, the music really just kind of speaks to me on how my painting is going to go and, and you know, it, the color choices, you know, it can, I know like, um, you know, our friends, our other friend Steph, 
she she paints by synesthesia and i guess it, to a certain degree i think most artists do with yeah. whatever's kind of paying you know what there's a lot of influence from outside music yeah. or noise or things like that so it, it's just uh yeah music has a huge influence on what i do as well oh yeah awesome you guys, uh, you guys may remember something um another thing that like the whole like music art thing um this is like little band that i like they're called tat um you can find it by like Tatiana Del Maria now. Um, but when I was in high school, there were just like this little band that opened for Bad Religion. And my friend was like, dude, this is like you in the future. Like this chick is like so awesome. You're going to love her. <laughs> and so I started listening to them and like I became obsessed. And one thing that like kept me so motivated in high school to like make my own stuff was they always had like a street team. And they would like be like, oh, like make a like make a a shirt design or make like you know like a flyer design like if you win you get like a cd like an ep or like a shirt or like we'll put you on the guest list or whatever and i won like every single contest like in a row for like weeks nice. on it i had nothing to do my parents wouldn't let me do anything so I, I would just sit on the computer and i'd be on like photoshop like cutting like stuff and like doing all that i used to make like stencils with like hard stock and spray paint my own shirts and stuff Oh, that's and, awesome. So that was like yeah, one thing where it's like, it. that band inspired me all the time to be like, oh, dude, I can make something for you. I'll make this. So like, I always want contests like that. And that's how I started getting on like guest lists to go to like shows and stuff. Like I had pizza with Pennywise once when I was like <laughs> 16. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> I was like, I used to just always have like weird opportunities because it's like little bands that I met and like just making art. <laughs> Dude, that, that, that's like fucking inspiring right there. That's so bad, yeah. ass, you know? Yeah, like to have somebody. I mean, that kind of goes to show you the power of social media. I mean, yeah. at the time, you were probably seeing a lot of these things on social media. And when bands were using it correctly, yeah. you right. know, it, it helps you as an artist and push you forward. And, and they got to, you know, you got to experience something amazing and help them out. Yeah. Uh, that was back in like the MySpace days too. So like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was MySpace. like back in the day. <laughs> um, we just had a question come through. What would be the most piece you're or the the piece you're most proud of? Um, that one's hard to say. Um, I don't know if I have it like posted anywhere too much to see. I know if you go on like my YouTube channel, I made a video for Yes Theory, and it's like a, this Lydia Dietz poster or not poster painting. And it's, it's massive. Like it's one of the biggest canvases that I did. And that's probably the one I'm most proud of because it took a lot of dedication to like get it done. Cause I've never done a piece that big. And that just like hangs in my bedroom now. And like, that's like one, just trying to like make it on the canvas and like figure out like the sizing. But I also did like uh, an acrylic medium, like paint pour after I okay. done the main painting. So I had to try not to mess it up. So I was like, yeah. that, like, like wiggling this big canvas back and forth. And, <laughs> I mean, I didn't win the contest then, and that's fine. But it's like a Lydia Dietz, like plague doctor. Like, so it was like had to do with like the pandemic and everything. And like, it was oh, just nice. I was proud of. And then I ended up turning into a shirt, which I don't have any of them available anymore. Cause it was like one of the first ones I um, like learned when I, or did when i was learning screen printing but that one i just feel like it just came out like to be like one of the biggest like best pieces that i did so i won't right. sell that one. <laughs> nice 
Uh, and speaking of like screen printing, besides you know traditional art, you you are kind of doing a clothing line as well. Yeah, I was like, I have my Donnie Darko shirt on right now. Um, yeah, and yeah, your beanie really too. <laughs> oh yeah, the beanie too. Um, yeah, all available on CoalCreek.com. <laughs> Things in bio, blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> So I, I, I think that beanie is the thing that got us talking. Yeah. Because like I saw that post on Instagram and I was like, oh, "Do you have any left?" And I, you're I like, "Oh, right. posted too." <laughs> so you got love. I know, and I, I was so freaking happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you want that?" I was like, "I could list it for you" because I think I had like two of them laying around, and I was like, "Yeah, I could sell you one." But yeah, that I didn't really intend on uh, making a whole clothing line. I just kind of wanted to learn how to screen print, but that uh, Simpson shirt, that's what made my yeah. TikTok blow up because I started doing that one as a screen printing and everybody's like, where can I buy it? Can I have this? How can I get one? And I was like, oh, you guys want this? So that's why I made it Etsy. But mm. since my last name was changed and like all this stuff, my Etsy got like messed with and they don't respond to you ever trying to fix those kind of things. Sure. So, I ended up having to make the big cartel um, like website of my own. So it just yeah. kind of became like a, a little bit of a clothing line that I wasn't expecting. No, I mean, I, I, I constantly look at your, your stuff and go, one day I'll be skinny enough to buy some of these, these shirts. Cause <laughs> I, I, I love the Simpsons one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I live in Eugene, Oregon, which yeah. it actually butts up against Springfield, Oregon. Yeah. Which is, I, I don't know if you've ever been up here, but if you go over to Springfield, there's Simpsons murals everywhere because yeah, Matt Groening is Matt Groening is from Oregon. Yeah, the creator of Simpsons. He he like went to school in Portland, so yes. the Springfield is based on time traveler. This, this Oregon, no, that's not the time traveler. <laughs> Shut up, Marco. But uh, <laughs> so the you know it, there's Simpsons stuff everywhere it's like there's a uh, a street artist um that just he puts up murals like i don't even know how many he has there but it's a bunch and you can't even really tell where springfield and eugene like in the beginning so uh, i'm over in that area a lot and i get to see all these amazing simpson murals so it's very near and dear to my heart oh yeah um there was a question what was what is a character that you go back to when you're stuck on an idea I have like kind of an idea of who you go back to since you're a big Beetlejuice fan, but um, I think there's probably another one you, you go back to a lot. Um, Steph, I was like, definitely anything Beetlejuice is where I always go to. Like, oh, oh, yeah, I do have it. Yeah, I got a Beetle Rick. I was like, oh, every, that's awesome. I, I always have to do like Beetlejuice stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. Beetlejuice. I mean, Frank and, like, Donnie Darko stuff is, like, always one of my go-tos as well. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I used to do a lot of Disney stuff. Like, I, I'm i very much into, like, you know, Nightmare for Christmas and, like, all all things, like, sure. stuff like that. So, I felt like I did a lot of Disney stuff before, but I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like you have... You probably have more Donnie Darko merch than most. Yeah. I, I realize there's, because that's the thing is like, yeah, I, I didn't really have much Donnie Darko like merchandise, and I realize it's not really a thing. So I had to make my yeah. own. 
<laughs> I mean, you got you got a corner on the market there. I mean, the beanies you sell are super dope. Um, that shirt you're wearing is amazing as well. Like, I, I love when you did that. That's why, like, when I saw you doing that on uh, digitally, I was like, oh, that's how she does that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's how it looks so clean. Um, so like, I know, like, kind of touching on your horror horror fandom there. What uh, what are some of your your favorite horror movies? So, zombie wise, Dawn of the Dead. I've always loved Dawn of the Dead. The first the first one and the second one, but the second one's always like the one that lives rent free in my head. Sure. Um, I, I was like my older brother used to just always come in and watch like scary movies. So like I just kind of would like peek through the bunk bed and be like, what's going on? Um, so Dawn of the Dead, Resident Evil, and then. Well, obviously Beetlejuice, but that's a comedy, apparently. I don't know. Well, I, I, w I would say that's a horror comedy. Yeah, it's it, it's a horror comedy, but on the, the VHS I have, it just says comedy, and I was like, yeah, I guess it's funny. <laughs> I mean, maybe at that maybe at the time that it, it came out, the, the genre of horror comedy really wasn't, like, coined yet, but I'm yeah, a big, right. I love horror comedy. That's my favorite genre of horror, like yeah. Shot of the Dead. Shot uh, Tucker, is a good one. <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That is a hilarious movie. So I like I like to laugh along with my scares because, I mean, I, I love horror movies, but I'm kind of a big chicken shit at times. So, <laughs> um, and I and I'm man enough to admit that. Yeah. Um, do you have a? Go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. I was gonna say, do you have a favorite genre of horror? Um, I mean, I definitely like like the '80s horror, like. Like eighties and ninety horror, like I think it's just like so much fun. The um, slashers, yeah. Slashers so, like, are very prominent. I do kind of like the new like psychological stuff, like Hereditary. Okay. That one messed me up. Like that one was actually like a movie where I was like, that show is scary. Like I felt that. <laughs> I felt like I did something wrong. Like, oh I was, wow! Like, it just took me where I was like, wow, did I do that? Was that in my <laughs> head? But. So, like, I don't know. Like, I definitely still like the new horror movies. Like, I just went to go see Scream, and I loved it. Like, it's still it's still good, you know. Um, but, like, some of the newer, like, like, the new Halloween, I liked it. It was good. But, it, like, I still would prefer the older ones. <laughs> you know, there's something about that first, that first Halloween with uh, how little you would see Michael Myers on, on screen and... The use of how that they I mean, aesthetically and, and how they made that movie—I mean, it was so much scarier than if you're just like if that if Michael Myers was up in your face all the time. Yeah. So. That's kind of how they wanted to play it out. It was like he was kind of like that ghosty face, like you would faintly see him. Like it was just like so chilling. Like the scenes where like just slightly, like you see the light just barely hit his mask. And like yeah. walks by and it's just like, dude, like, I mean, that was the one that always scared me as a kid. Cause yeah, like, as I told you, I was like, my brother's name is Michael. Birthday long. <laughs> so like, anytime they put that on, I was like, is my brother going to kill me? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> That's no an effective doubt. method to use in movies too. And it's, it's been utilized. And I don't want to say it's like something from the eighties, but it's been utilized a lot. We're, mm -hmm. we're, I think it was the last interview we were doing. We were talking a lot about, like aliens and jaws 
And they both did that. The first Jaws movies and the first Alien movies, they both did that. You barely yeah. saw the creature. So it's very, very effective of giving you that like eerie sense of like, is it going to come now? Like, what's going on? Yeah, the suspense that it builds up in there mm-hmm. is like, I mean, could you imagine when they, because like, what was it in the the 50s when they were introducing like maybe even earlier than that when like Frankenstein or, or Dracula were coming out people were like fucking running from the the goddamn theater uh, yeah screaming or having a heart attack in the theater could you imagine showing them something like that now yo but have you seen like the Dracula movie that is eerie as hell that black and white their eyes are all wide open and you know oh i was watching the Nosferatu one. Nosferatu? Oh, yeah. Dude, that one, hands down, that's also, that's one of my favorite vampire movies right there. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you watch any of the, the paranormal movies that they have out now? Like the paranormal, is it activity? Um, yeah. That, I, I used to watch them like back in the day, like when they first came out. Um, and I, I was like, I used to like it. I, I, I thought it was like, you know, obviously, like very jump scary, like. Yeah, but not. But I mean, with my interest in ghosts, I was like, man, like, can that shit, like, can that happen to me on one of my investigations? Like, I want to see like shit go flying. Yeah, <laughs> like well, I'm terrible. I t- I test my limits. I do, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a good segue into your uh, ghost hunting adventures, like, because you are an amateur ghost hunter as well. Um, you want to talk about that and how what got you started on that? So what got me started on that was, well, I mean, one, I've always been into like, you know, the creepy whatnot. I was big on ghost adventures growing up. I loved Zach Baggins. Like I'd watch him all the time. And, um, well, fun fact before you go on here, you know, that, uh, what's his name? Um, the cameraman is from Eugene. Oh yeah. I think we're talking about that too. Yeah. 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 He's from Eugene. Like he, like he's, post pictures from here all the time and i'm like where's he at i want to go meet him (laughs) he's probably like posts them and then like or or takes the photo and then two hours later posts them so nobody can go find him but yeah i would love to meet him someday that would be cool to run into him yeah alas i have not so far but continue i'm sorry oh no you're good um yeah i used to always watch that and like growing up, I had a lot of like those ghost stories ingrained in me of like, well, I know gro- ghosts and like spirits and like something out is out there and real. Cause like I had like a lot of family members that like told me like crazy stuff that happened to them. Or like we had like an old videotape where my brother's like sitting in a swivel chair, like just chilling. And then like this black figure just like floats by like all crazy. So like I always grew up watching like, you know, scary stuff and just being like, whoa, that's crazy. But I hadn't had like too many experiences like myself. And like I had one experience where like I heard somebody say my name and I was carrying like a grip of knives. Like I was at a restaurant early in the morning. It's just me and a manager. And I'm carrying this grip of like knives, just like, you know, going down the aisle. And I hear somebody say stuff. So I'm like, what? And then a box <laughs> falls directly where I would have continued walking if I didn't stop to be like, huh? So I was like, did a ghost just save me from this box falling and me potentially stabbing myself? Like, Oh, wow. So I I was just kind of like, weird. Just going to write that off. (laughs) And then, then like, other mornings, we would have cups fly off the rack, like the, you know, the tubes of cups, like, at a restaurant. They'd just go flying off the rack. And I'd be like, what the hell? 
still just pay no like attention to it. Yeah. And, and, and like, you still work there? Because I probably would have quit. I worked there for a couple of years too. And then, um, you know, I just, same thing, just kept going all about my day and not really paying much attention. But I went to Colorado last year and Denver and Colorado and a lot of that area is very, very spooky. <laughs> I went up to this place called Bishop's Castle. It's like this beautiful, like stone and iron castle built by like this artist, like up in the mountains. And like, it's, you know, like free to walk around. Like they have like a little donation box, like, you know, to pitch in because he continues to work on it. Mm. And um, we get up to like this little tower and there's this bridge to like nowhere. Like it literally just ends. And me and my, hu me and my husband are like kind of joking. I'm like, oh, look, it's the bridge to nowhere. He's like, it's the bridge to death. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, real funny. Take a picture of me like next to it. So he takes a picture and like, I just put it in my pocket. Don't really think about it. We go back to Airbnb. I whip it out and there's like a figure standing next to me and like a little like staircase thing and like a figure. Yo, for real. And, like, how just, how bad were your goosebumps at that time when you saw that picture? Oh, I got flushed. Like I like was like trying to like not to cry. Like my whole body was like, what the hell? Like, and like I showed it to, to my husband and our friend who was with us and both of them got flushed. Like, they both were just, like, overwhelmed of, like, what? Like, and, like, that's the thing is, like, we all thought it was kind of eerie up there. But, like, it was really cold. It was, like, negative 14. So, like, we thought, like, we're just cold. I don't know. It's kind of just weird. But we had taken so many Polaroids. And that was the only one that was messed up. Like, that was the only oh. one that had anything on it. Wow. And then my, my husband, like, then proceeds to tell me that he had read an article that he hadn't told me about earlier, but a little boy had died there. And I was like, what? So then we looked up like some more information on it. I guess a little boy had like fallen or something and like died at the, the castle. And like this figure looks like a little kid. Like it's just like a little thing. Oh, that's just creepy. That's yeah. creepy. I was just so like enthralled by like what happened that I started just booking ghost tours. And then I started buying equipment and then I started going to hotels and like everything just started to snowball from, Oh, that was kind of weird too. We actually got like full voices and like answers to questions that like lined up to the story, like to the story of yeah. like things that go on there. And then, yeah, I just kept doing it for like a couple weeks and months, like back to back and it started to become draining sure so like we kind of took a break from it but at the same time like there was just so many things that i was getting from it like it was weird because we were doing a lot of like videos and like pictures and stuff and i kept uh -huh. like when i was editing i kept seeing things in the shadows which i mean mm. i don't want to sound like a crazy person and be like i don't know it's just pixels or anything like that but like i like in one of the sections like i, I want to make a video on it i haven't finished it like i don't know if you've checked out my youtube I have, I have watched a few videos, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I have a couple of them, and it just abruptly ends. Like, there's supposed to be another part to the, the one I'm working on, but I just hadn't got a chance to edit it. Because every time I sat down to edit it, I saw or heard something that just gave me chills, and I, I literally would just sit here and be like, so I think we're done for the night. <laughs> <laughs> but in one section, I see, like, I see something right where, like, my husband, like, my husband's the one recording, and he gets to a spot and he's like, somebody's in here and like, like kind of rushes us out of the room. 
And as soon as you get out of the room, you hear my friend go, I think I seen a dude with a hat. And then we just kind of like, got, we all got weirded out and just kept walking away like from, because it was like a fitness area of like a hotel. Yeah. So we all left. And then when I went to edit, I seen something in the shadow. So I drew it like with charcoal. Like I just kind of mm -hmm. like drew it and like it came out to like this figure kind of like like this with like a bowler hat. And like I had shown my husband like a picture of like where like I seen it and like he hadn't really seen the grain and like seen like the image I seen. And he's uh -huh. like, yeah, that's where I seen seen or like felt somebody was right there. And then I showed him the picture and he's like, what the hell? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And like he's like tripping out. And I took a picture of it and sent it to my friend that was with us that night. And she's like, dude, that's exactly what I seen. And wow. I was like, I just got this like image from like the the shadow the flames or something. Yeah, like you know, like kind of when you see like the the grays show up, like it just kind of looked like cheekbones and like a nose and like it looked like he had like a hand. It was really crazy. So I don't know, like it it definitely intertwines with the art where like I start to see more things than I saw before and like yeah Yo, i've seen that movie before okay you best do something with that picture because i've seen that movie and i was like i wish i had it available so i could show you i don't i was like i'm trying to think my art like area is like such a mess right now but... you gotta burn it <laughs> you gotta burn it <laughs> what's um what's uh like what's your favorite place you've ever investigated at um well, so far it's the Hotel San Carlos because that's the one that like we we've gone back to so many times. Like I swear that hotel calls my name, and I'm just like I need to go back. <laughs> Is that in Arizona? Yeah, it's a uh, it's like in the downtown Phoenix area. Okay. Um, but also my sister in law's house. I haven't like really like investigated investigated it because you know her mom's very like oh don't like talk about it kind of thing. But <laughs> their house is pretty haunted and. I actually got like the SLS camera, like the little, you know, figure, little stick figure thing. Yeah. I got it from strange places where they actually have like gotten the most activity and like, like, cause they like have heard stuff. They've had like things fall and like stuff in that area. And I actually got the figures in that area. And I did like a spirit box uh, reading where like you just have the headset on and like you just listen by yourself with. You know, and just have somebody else ask you the questions and you just say whatever you do here. Like, so it's, I forgot what it's called off the top of my head right now, but it's like the, like a, a special oh, way of like this way the person's not actually hearing the spirit box and you're not actually hearing the questions. So you can kind of like see if it lines up to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. We started to do that and I just, I couldn't do it anymore because all I heard was Steph, Steph, Steph. And like it just kept saying my name. So I, I took the headset off and I was like, Can you listen to this? And I handed it to my husband. He puts it on. And he's like, I just hear your name. Like it just keeps saying Steph. And I was like, Okay, so I'm not wrong. Yeah, so, I'd be out. Yeah. yeah. I just stayed there for the rest of the week though. I was on vacation. I'd like oh, grab yeah. all my equipment and go to a local pawn shop and be like, here, just give me whatever you can. I'm gone. I'm done. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, crazy stuff what would be like your uh your bucket list location you'd want to like investigate at so hotel cecil was i i was this close i was this close to getting in and then they canceled the event 
that was one place I wanted to go because now they're making it like assisted living for um, like the homeless and like this because it's like in the Skid Row area. But okay. they're supposed to be renovating it to a hotel, but then they changed that because you know. Oh, it's not like that is like the heart of Skid Row. Yeah. So like, originally I had tickets to get in with um, what is it the, I don't know they they do like the overnight ghost thing on on YouTube, and uh, yeah they end up having to cancel it like the week before, and I was like, are you kidding me? Because they decided the hotel decided that even though we set up this event like months ago they were going to cancel because they don't think it's a good publicity i guess i don't know so what? that was my bucket list. Uh, like i wanted to be there aside from that yeah. i want to go to the winchester mansion like that's okay that's and that's doable yeah because that's not too far from you like no. what about the lizzie borden house or uh yes um, <laughs> i know that there's a uh, what uh, uh Ed and Lorraine Warren have the Haunted Museum in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those... Conjuring House is out there, too. Uh, have you been to Zach Baggins' uh, Haunted Museum yet? Yes, I have. Um, that place is intense. Like, is so, like, for somebody who, like, can feel, like, energy shifts, because, like, I didn't believe I could, like, feel that before, but, like, now that I've gone to so many haunted places like i can feel it that place is like crazy because like it just kind of like messes with like your emotions and i was fine almost the entire time until i got to the natalie wood section like it just hit me like a brick wall where like i was about to say something and i immediately like my eyes swelled and like i got so choked up and i was like oh i can't talk or else i'm about to cry like even right now like it still flushes me because like I've always been, in, like, interested in that story of, like, how, like, her death happened and everything. And he has the candles that, um, one's just, like, you know, like, the normal candle and the other one's the one that was burning that night. And it shows, like, basically how long, like, from, like, basically how long until Natalie's life, like, ended. And so, like, it has the candle that's melted down and, like, I had walked up to the case and then I walked away to let somebody, like, that was behind me walk up to it. And I rounded back to it and I was like about to like say something and I just like I couldn't like I got so choked up and like at that point I was like okay I'm ready to go like wow. it was just so weird like how it can like change your whole like emotion so quickly like like you right now I'm just like whoa <laughs> yeah I, I I'm sure that the I mean I could imagine like it taking a lot out of you like you know, emotionally uh, and mentally. Uh, I mean, even physically, there's a lot of like, there's, there's a lot of walking around involved. And then, mm-hmm. you know, of course, a lot of sitting and editing through your stuff. And yeah, that I, uh, I, I can understand why you, you take a, a break in between. Oh, yeah. Well, in, also, I had to at one point because I basically twist my ankle in Jerome, the ghost town up in northern Arizona. I swear, uh-huh. a ghost pushed me. A ghost pushed me because I used my spirit box at a church that had a sign that said, don't use spirit boxes. But the tour guide told me to use my spirit box. And I, like, as soon as we left, like I was walking and like my, my husband has on camera too. I was walking and I went to like walk off the sidewalk and suddenly like I just fell. Like, wow. I just went down and I was, and like, I twisted my ankle and like, I just hobbled the rest, rest of the way. Cause I was like, I'm not, I'm not missing the rest of this ghost tour. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. What a dirty ghost. Yeah, that sounds intense. They do. Like, they get physical, man. <laughs> I would love, I'd love to do that someday. Uh, but I, you know, I'm, my, my, my grandfather had like six heart attacks, so I, I'm not sure I'm healthy enough to do it because uh, that might run in my family. So, you know, I might go on my first ghost hunt. It could be my last. I might end up being a ghost at that ghost place. So, yeah, um, no, I'm a chicken shit, man. There's no way. I uh, going to you know, abandoned buildings and stuff back home was cool. But yeah. it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And you hear like a sound. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'm too short for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, I got just a few more questions here before we wrap it up because we have been, uh, you know, we try to keep it relatively close to an hour and then that never fucking happens. But um, <laughs> what what is your ultimate goal with your art career? Um. So, I'm not entirely sure. I know I want to do art full-time, but I think I eventually want to get to the point where I have a shop or, like, a gallery to, like, actually, like, not only host my stuff, but, like, other people and, like, locals and, like, friends and everything. Sure. So, that's that's basically my next venture because, like, my roommates are moving out um, soon, so I actually have a like a private entrance to the that room and everything. So I might actually turn it into like a front of the house shop and like just work out oh, there. Nice. Oh, cool. So oh, that's, 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 a, that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right that's, that's where I'm headed right now. But aside from that, yeah, I don't, I don't know, entirely know what I want to do. Like it's always like, I feel like I'm always interchanging like what I'm working on or like I'm finding new things that like I want to, you know, like, basically incorporate into what I'm doing. So like with like the ghost hunting and, you know, art and all that, like, I think I want to like take both of those full time, like where like I can travel and like sell art, do like things like that as well as like make my videos and explore like all the ghostly things out there. So. That's like awesome. Yeah. Bus. Huh? Oh man. Like a cold creep bus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Cause my neighbor, they have like a, like a souped up like travel like camping bus and i'm like well, what if we made it ghostbusters like that'd be cool like i was Yo. like i would travel out all the time like oh that that would be awesome i definitely yeah. I definitely want to make like some type of like bus or like rv kind of like setup where i can basically take it as like a pop-up shop and just yeah. go and travel like you know yeah so. definitely no, that that would be uh, traveling around and making art and ghost hunting might not be the ultimate experience for me, but for you, I mean that that sounds awesome. Sounds like um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, get to take the dogs with you, you and your husband go do those things, and yeah, I mean that oh. sounds like an amazing experience. So I, I hope you get to do that sometime because that would be a lot of fun. Uh what is it? Uh, what What's some advice that you would give to your younger self about art? Hmm, that's a good question because I think about it often. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, "Don't make me cry, guys." <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, was like, I was like, "I'm a very emotional being." So when I talk to my younger self, it gets sad. Um, oh, I, 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 would... I, my younger self would probably make me cry. He's so. Right? <laughs> Um, yeah. I don't know. I would just say like, like, 
how do I put it? I guess, like, don't focus too much on, like, what other people think about you. Do what you want to do. And don't give up. Like, because that's the one thing that, like, I let get in the way is, like, I don't know, like, work, relationships, and, like, drama and, like, all that kind of stuff, like, really got in the way and, like, dampened the way I saw the world. And once, like, I got out of that, like, fog, I think I seen everything a little bit more brighter. And since then, like, I just feel like everything's been basically just been inspiring me to be as creative as possible. So, like, if it's not for you, like, inspire somebody else. Like, Absolutely. That's my biggest thing is, like, when I can't think of, like, how to make myself, like, feel good or feel inspired, I try to shoot to f inspire somebody else. Because when I see somebody else get inspired, I was, like, I just feel it. Like, it just, like, takes yeah. off. Like, that's it. Like, that, uh, it's almost an unexplainable emotion when you when you see that. Like, when you've helped facilitate that and you get this warming sensation, like, Wow, I just became like ex extremely ex inspired myself, and yeah, yeah, no, I I know exactly what you mean, and and that's, I know Marco and myself are constantly trying to do that to help other artists out and inspire. Yeah, so, I mean, and, you guys definitely always inspire me. I was like, every time I see your videos, I'm just like, I gotta go, I gotta go paint right now. <laughs> I drop everything I'm doing and do it now because I'll trust me. I feel the same about you. I mean, that's why I was like, when I started the zine, I was like, there is one person that I have to feature. If I have to feature this person because, you know, you you are you do a lot of horror Halloween artwork, and I, I, I've always loved your work. So I was like, I, I have to, you know, when I reached out, I was like, can I feature you in the zine and do an interview? And it was so cool. Like, I loved writing up your interview because there was so much amazing content in there. And then, you know, we're kind of retroactively going back and doing some of the same stuff. But at the same time, like, we get to have a little bit more in-depth conversation and actually face-to-face, -face, which is really awesome. But oh, yeah. no, uh, that really, honestly, that made my year when you asked me. Because, like I said, like, I never take myself too serious. So when, like, somebody else is like, yo, your art, let's do this. And I'm just like, me? Like, that that means, like, so much to me, too. Like, thank you. No, you uh, should you should definitely... Uh take yourself serious though like like tyler i i agree with him 100 percent. you actually inspire me and my local art center is actually next month is having a uh it's like a print show but it's a specific style of print right and yeah. so it's one of those where you take that block and you start carving into it you know and oh, you yeah. make a print and i like they were telling me about it and the first person that came to my mind was you and i'm like how the fuck does she do that like i gotta get with her and and find out how to do this so i can do this and then i realized wait a minute I wonder if she'd let me take like one of the pages from the zine that I bought from her, frame that up, and be like, "Check it out! I got a an artist from Arizona. Uh, can you guys put this in your show too?" Which, by the way, can I do that? <laughs> I would love that. Thank you. Oh, but I seriously do need to do something though. So I need to think about what I'm. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you need help, like help you out with that too. Michelle, like, stamps are one of those things where like I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I do. But it's really fun because you can use it on so many different things. Yeah, 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 definitely. When I was in college, I took a print class and we did um, block printing and then we did lino cut printing and we also did copper etching printing oh. and copper cut. I mean, we did it all. Yeah. So, but etching, I really liked. That's what it's called, right? 
Etching is when you, so you get, you take a copper plate and you put this coating over the top of it and you can actually scratch out certain parts of that coating and then drop it in acid. And Mm -hmm. then you, the acid eats away where there were, where that you scratch off that stuff, you pull it out and you can make a print with it. Um, It's very difficult for somebody who is a asymmetrical artist to do that. And carving on fucking copper is not easy. So I didn't really do very well on that, but I made some print. <laughs> I still have the print. I'm just, it's not not my proudest work. Um, plus prompts. I hate prompts. Like prompts for me just traumatize me. Uh, for, you know, it brings back PTSD from college. <laughs> so... Um, a couple more questions here before we jump off. Uh, what advice would you, would you give to a young artist? Um, be imperfection in the making because that's basically all it is, is just be your imperfect self. And honestly, like that's what makes you, you. I absolutely beautiful. love that. It's fucking beautiful. I love that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, that, I put that on a shirt. Yeah, I would, you definitely need to. Um, I don't know if you're much of a reader, but I, I love to read and I've read a lot of art books in the past. Is there any like um, art book that you would recommend for somebody that's that maybe hasn't read it or starting out or something that inspired you? Trying to think. So I, I do read a lot. I just don't really read too much like art-wise stuff. Like, I read a lot of, like, Alan Hopkins and, like, I don't know, like, random books and stuff like that. Um, Let me see. Ooh, what is the name of the book? Uh, Is it Into the Wild that I'm Mm. thinking of? I mean, that one's not quite, like, art art, but, like, for me, that movie and, like, that book and everything is just, like, extremely inspiring. Okay. I don't know if you ever read or watched it, but... It, it definitely is one of those ones where I'm just like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And like, hopefully that just makes everybody happy. Like, yeah, no, that's great. Uh, I have not read that book or, or watched the movie. I know of it. I know the premise, but right. uh, I avoid movies that might potentially make me cry. So <laughs> Dude, I think oh, come on. everything makes me cry. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's why I stick with horror comedies because they won't make me cry. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we're kind of coming to the close here. I, I want to thank you so much for coming on here. Um, it, it's been great getting able to talk to you a little bit more face-to-face. I mean, we, we see each other on TikTok and message back and forth here and there, but being able to sit down and have a conversation has been amazing, and I, I thank yeah. you again for coming on. And uh, any anything else you want to say to the, the people out there listening? Um, thank you for having me. And honestly, I was like, just keep creating everybody like that. That's what makes the world go around. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for being on here and thanks for everybody listening. And as always, paint the fucking world. Y'all stay rebellious, guys.